from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week by David Meadows from the city of San Antonio. And uh, David, uh, welcome to the program and uh, share a little bit about your background, the departments you work with uh, for the city, and then uh, we'll let the audience here know, oh, why are we talking to the city on a cybersecurity radio program? Thanks, Brad. It's great to be here. So uh, like you said, I'm with the city of San Antonio. I'm in the economic development department and I'm the workforce development manager, uh, which is a relatively new position for the city. Uh, I've been here about uh, two years. Uh, The city has done a lot in workforce development over the years, but they realized, uh, especially from an economic development perspective, how important workforce development is. So they put a lot of resources into really organizing what the city is doing around workforce development. So when you you say workforce development, what does that mean to our our listening audience out there? That's a great question because I think it's something that people hear it and they have an idea of what it is, but a lot of people don't know that there's people who's really focusing on, on workforce development. So there's a whole public workforce development system. There's federal legislation. There's a lot of jobs programs. So workforce development is really looking at um, the community and making sure that uh, it's really twofold. It's, It's making sure that there's jobs for people. And then for businesses, we have the workforce that supports them. We have a workforce that has the skills that businesses really need to be able to grow and expand. So the businesses have the people they need to grow and succeed. So if I, I talk about our healthcare industry here in San Antonio, you say San Antonio has been doing workforce development for quite a while. So I think everyone knows now we have a, a good-sized healthcare industry. There's the big medical center here. There's a lot of military medicine in San Antonio. Uh, what has the city and county and, and the area done for workforce development to help enable make that and make that happen? So... Yeah, in, in healthcare, there, there's always been a great need, uh, and there's continuing to be a great need, specifically because of the population demographics. With you have the baby boomers who are uh, g- getting of a certain age where they need a lot of more more healthcare. Um, so the city has supported Project Quest uh, for the past 20 years, uh, and Quest has really focused, uh, especially in healthcare as well as IT, uh, in developing the skill sets and helping people figure out what that pathway is. So. Uh, it really comes down to identifying what is the need. So if it's healthcare, if it's IT, if it's cyber, what is the need that businesses have? And then getting the word out and making sure that we, we have the right training programs that, that teach people the skills that they need to be successful and getting the word out of here's where the good jobs are going to be. Yeah, and, and this is as you, you look back and see a city evolve and you see a, a successful healthcare industry, that didn't happen by accident here. That happened through a lot of work and coordination. Uh, and I'm talking about the, the healthcare planning because I think that's one that tangibly that everybody can see right now uh, before we lead into the cybersecurity workforce development activities that are, are going on now. Um, is the cybersecurity industry is still behind the scenes here in San Antonio to a certain extent, even though it's it's already good size. Um, and then if you look at information technology, even bigger here across San Antonio and as every business is expanding in their information technology uh, needs and uses uh, these days. Absolutely. And, and I really think San Antonio has been uh, ahead of the game. Traditionally, as you look at workforce development programs uh, across the country, uh, as they've developed over the last 20 years, it used to be that those workforce development programs were seen mostly as a social service uh, that helped 
uh, population that didn't have a job. Uh, they'd work with them. They'd provide case management. And they'd go to businesses on their knees. Please hire these people. You know, give back to your community. Uh, there was a realization along the way, and this has really become a hot topic in economic development, which the city, with their partnership with Project Quest, specifically in healthcare, uh, has been working on for a long time. Uh, really before other parts in the country realize that it's really a, an economic development necessity to make sure you don't just beg businesses, hey, please hire these people, but, but if it's really gonna be a support to businesses, it's, it's giving them the skills that they need to really fill um, what those jobs are and what they require. Yeah, as a, as a, as if you think about a city as a business, it's competing for customers. Its customers are businesses, its customers are residents, and. Um, they can choose to expand or grow in San Antonio. Uh, people can choose to continue to live here. Or they can uh, you pretty affordably get on a bus here out of downtown, and you could go move to some other city and pick up and start over as a citizen as well. Absolutely, and that's why in workforce development, um, as you look at the business, and, and it's right, we're not looking for the success of any particular one business, but, but as an industry as a whole, what you'll find is businesses tend to congregate in the same industry, in the same area, and the reason is because they have a common workforce. Um, if, if you have a workforce that has a particular skill set, then a business can come in and say, hey, we can find the workers that we need to do our work because there's already people here who have that skill set. Yeah. So and it creates this critical mass. That's yeah. You, you get the education system and a number of different things all flowing uh, in harmony together, which enables all the businesses to successfully grow. Exactly. And, and that's why we, we look at targeted industries, those industries that we want to focus on. Um, so you create that critical mass of, of both businesses with, with the skill sets they have and then make sure you have that workforce that can support them all. Yeah, so if you're listening to us live on 1200 WAI, uh, we've had on the uh, head of Project Quest uh, on the program in the past. You can listen to our, our past episodes of CyberTalk Radio uh, via our website at www.cybertalkradio, uh, as well as on your favorite podcasting service for uh, iPhone or Android devices out there. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel uh, where you can uh, watch a, a still shot of David and I here in the future or uh, any of our past folks uh, there along with the uh, audio recording uh, via YouTube because uh, we work to get the content uh, here out to folks uh, in a number of different formats for them to consume it is um, really getting cybersecurity education and awareness up across the, the city from a, an opportunities for uh, kids in school uh, up through to even adults here. Uh, knowing that there is a cybersecurity industry that's growing in San Antonio, growing nationwide, uh, is important to the success of all of our businesses and really specifically to the cybersecurity industry. We have hundreds of thousands of job openings uh, across America right now for skilled cybersecurity professionals that are going unfilled. Uh, so there's an opportunity for you if you're out there listening to uh, get into one of these workforce development programs. Uh, and we'll talk some more about the different options here in San Antonio that the city uh, helps uh, assist and facilitates and uh, provides funding for even in some cases. Um, but there's going to be millions of job openings in cybersecurity. Uh, business is becoming ever more digital. Uh, records are moving from paper. Um, online and the, the speed at which businesses need to be done today is requiring uh, these things to be digital and to be connected to the internet, which creates 
uh, some new sets of, of risks, uh, but those risks are uh, have been judged worth it um, by businesses uh, out there and even in some areas have legislatively been mandated. Uh, if you look at the, the healthcare industry uh, with HIPAA, that was initially all about uh, making our medical records electronic so that you can share them back and forth between doctors um, and hospitals more quickly to improve the quality of care. And um, it's a, a long road coming and working, but I know as an adult, if I went back and asked for my complete medical history, I don't have it. I don't even remember the name of my pediatrician as a kid. So I think at some point you're going to have a full medical record. It's going to be out there. It's going to be digital, and then that's going to need to be protected. So this is where uh, just one example of the cybersecurity growth is coming from. Absolutely. So the, the need is great today. And as you look into the future, it's going to just grow exponentially, especially as you get into um, changing economies. So government, you talked about how quickly industry can change and government programs aren't necessarily known for how quick they can react. And so that's what we're really trying to do is uh, build a system that, that can be flexible, uh, looking at what are the resources out there? What are the different programs that we support? and how do we connect them together? And so that's what our big focus is, is, is connecting programs and agencies together so that they can work together to, to be flexible and can fill in the gaps where, where one program does one thing really well, another program does another thing really well. Well, let's make sure they're working together so that we can have a whole pipeline of talent. Yeah, so you mentioned Project Quest a couple of times, but there's uh, also here in San Antonio, uh, we've got a, a pretty comprehensive college and university system. Uh, so. Uh, with the Alamo Colleges, how is the city economic development involved there? So with the Alamo Colleges, um, if you look at uh, the educational programs that, that lead into IT or cybersecurity, um, you have higher level jobs. What, what we really look at as well is, is the middle skill jobs, uh, those jobs that require more than a high school, but less than a full bachelor's degree. Um, and Alamo Colleges um, really does a lot in, in that space to, to provide the training. So Project Quest specifically, they, they don't provide the training directly. They actually send a lot of their participants to Alamo Colleges. So a, as we work with them, it's helping to understand um, what, what are the needs of businesses uh, and looking at the programs that they have so they can fill that spot. Because before you can fill even a higher level position, you need to have work experience at that middle skill level as well. So it's moving as, as many people in the population as you can into those middle skill jobs, and then it opens the pathway to those higher level jobs as well. If you look at the demographics of San Antonio, uh, nearly two-thirds of the population uh, don't have education beyond high school. So uh, for them to get into IT, it does require some sort of education beyond high school, uh, and that's where Alamo Colleges can, can fill a lot of that gap. Yeah. So if we, we talk about the San Antonio area demographics, so a couple of million people in the whole area. I know you've got city limits and we've got whatever, 14 different cities inside the city uh, that makes uh, your life probably more complicated than it needs to be. But with a couple million people in the area, my understanding, we've got 150,000 folks at any point in time that are, are taking one or more class from one of our higher education um universities or colleges here in in san antonio right now absolutely so you have a lot of people taking classes what i think is not always clear is what are those classes leading to yeah. so you look at you know you traditionally think of going to college i'm going to go for four years but you look at how many people actually graduate within four years it's, it's not as high as you might think initially uh, and i think part of that is people go to college because they know that it's important but they don't necessarily have that vision of exactly what it's leading to and so that's why we want to work uh, even earlier uh, in the high schools uh, and at a younger age understanding that 
it's not just about going to college generally, but understanding where those jobs are going to be and that when they go to school, uh, how that relates specifically to the career they're going to be able to have. So with the, the, the colleges and the graduation, getting folks through to maybe a cybersecurity program at UTSA or some of the other areas where they do get a four-year or an advanced degree, um, there's even some cyber advanced degree programs in, in some of the other schools here uh, in San Antonio now as well. They've all gone through the, the NHS and, and NSA um, certification to become centers of excellence to help with uh, putting together security clearances and other activities uh, related to that for students. Uh, so there's lots of, of that at the, the higher education level. Uh, what are uh, you seeing down to get more kids interested and involved in this? And how's the city helping uh, some of those programs to build that earlier stage talent pipeline? So uh, the city is doing several things. Uh, we do support SA Works, which does a lot of work with uh, the high schools. Um, so our contract specifically with SA Works is to help identify, you know, what are those skill sets that are, that are most in demand. And they do a lot of work with, with the job shadow and the internship program. Uh, we also support the Alamo Academies, which provides the ability of a, of a high school student to, to come and receive uh, some of those IT uh, credentials. Uh, and it also provides an internship opportunity. And the Academies has been involved uh, putting together some Cyber Patriot teams um, so as we look at uh, SA Works, we look at Alamo Academies, as we look at Project Quest, like I said before, there, there's a lot of programs doing a lot of things, uh, and what we're trying to do is really connect those together so we understand uh, what role each program fills and how they can leverage the work that each other is doing. Uh, we have the, the CAS school that recently opened downtown uh, that the city is supportive of, and, and we're looking at how do we fill these programs. Uh, and it's not just high school students, it's, it's adults as well. So um, part of our support of Project Quest is also support of the Open Cloud Academy um, with Rackspace and there's the, the boot camps and there's a lot of training programs. And so as you look at uh, a lot of adults even who haven't finished their degrees, it's, it's helping them see what pathway may exist um, and helping them finish off if you look, there's there's nearly 300,000 people that started college at one point but never finished their degree uh, for, for a variety of reasons. But what we do know about that population is uh, they qualified for school, so they had the aptitude to go to college. Um, so they're skilled and they're most likely underemployed because they didn't finish that degree, so they can't get that job that that requires. And oftentimes they did take out student loans, so they have debt that they don't have the job that can pay it off. So that can be a real drag on yeah, the economy. Yeah, it's, it's a real vicious circle. Absolutely. And so there's another program called Upgrade that focuses specifically on this population to help those who started college that didn't finish for whatever um, reason go ahead and finish that degree. And then that becomes a, a great benefit. And as we look at um, the demands in the IT and cyber today, and, and knowing that those demands are going to grow, uh, because San Antonio has a, a great cyber program at UTSA, for example, and, and we do have a high military population with, with security clearance, there, there's a lot of benefit to, to grow cybersecurity in San Antonio. So that's going to increase the needs of the workforce. And so as, as businesses look to, to fill those needs, they can recruit out of town, but that's going to be expensive. And as you see, if you pull someone from out of town, they're more likely to go back to where they came from if they're not from here. So as much as possible, we want, we want to grow our talent locally because they're going to be here. And that also provides a lot of good jobs um, for the population here in San Antonio. 
So it's understanding how do we maximize those coming out of high schools going into those programs? How do we maximize the adults who have the, uh, the capacity and the aptitude to develop those skills, get them on that pathway so, so we can fill what those demands are going to be? Yeah, and if you're listening and thinking, well, I can't afford to go to any of these programs, I can't afford to do any of this stuff, I can't afford to go get a four-year degree, uh, there's all sorts of, of programs uh, that, as David's been talking about, some of them, but um, Alamo Colleges cooperates very well with the, the four-year universities here in town uh, to where they have a two plus two or even a three plus one program now where you can go very affordably for two or three years and then finish off your degree um, and get your bachelor's from the, the four-year university while only having to potentially pay for one or two years of full university cost tuition. Absolutely. So we're looking at ways to, to leverage those different programs and provide pathways so you understand what education you need and, and different ways of, of making it work. Um, so you're not taking on, on too much debt, um, but programs that really help people move along. Yeah. And, uh, and for those of you, uh, thinking about, well, I can't even afford to go to junior college. I can't afford to stop and not work and take time to go to school. Uh, we've had, uh, on the program in the past, a uh, tech Sergeant Diami Baker, who's the air force cyber uh, security recruiter. Uh, you can listen to that episode, and she talks all about the programs the Air Force has where they'll actually send you to a Air Force college. You'll get paid to go to school. Um, it's a tech training school. You'll get certifications. Uh, you'll be paid uh, as an enlisted uh, member of the Air Force while you get to learn. And then when you get done with that, you can have a job in the Air Force, or you could go straight into the reserves and go get a job in the private sector. Uh, they'll get you a security clearance. They will do all of those things, and it you'll actually get paid while you go learn. Uh, so the cost of this should not be an obstacle for anyone. If you think, you know what, I want to make a career in cybersecurity, San Antonio and the city and the area are doing um, all the things to make this a possible option for you um, so that we can continue to be a leader in that area for the next 20 years. And when we, we look back 20 years from now, we have a cybersecurity center here in town that is the size of the medical center area. Yeah, that's a great vision. That's what we want to work towards. Uh, and in, all, in order for that to become a reality, we, we have to have the workforce, which, which is why we want to get the word out. Um, there are costs associated with education, but as we can clearly articulate the opportunity, um, that's where we can open up a lot of doors. Yeah. So what got you interested in workforce development and economic development yourself? That's a good question. Um, as I look early in my career, um, I actually, prior to working with San Antonio, I was with the city of Phoenix for 10 years. And like many people, I, I went to college. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted, knew I needed an education. I was interested in a lot of things. I actually started college as a piano performance major, so something very different. But, but as I went through, um, I, I knew I wanted to be successful. And to me, success was defined as an impressive job title with a good paycheck. I, I was interested in a lot of ways. Uh, a lot of things, so I, I didn't particularly care what direction I went. So as I was going through my career, uh, I, I did a lot of things, and I didn't understand uh, why I wasn't moving ahead because I had done a lot of things. I thought I was well-rounded, so I was putting a little bit of this on my resume, a little bit of that on my resume, thinking, hey, they'll see that I'm a good, well-rounded guy. And, and it wasn't until later that I realized that the reason I wasn't moving ahead in my career is I wasn't about anything particular. I wasn't looking at specializing in a particular skill set. Uh, and 
I knew I had at least average intelligence. I was willing to work hard. I was ambitious, but I was struggling to know um, how do I find success in my career. So it was, it was my own path uh, of learning what that was. Um, and working with the city of Phoenix, I knew I wanted to be involved with public service. Uh, and through that route, I got involved with workforce development where I realized that, you know, when I had the support of my family growing up and I could go to college uh, and I struggled knowing how to find that career pathway where I could find success, um, that's where I really found a passion of, of clarifying that for, for people that so those who can work hard, um, can gain those skills, they know where to go, they know what to do to be able to find the success and support the family the way that they want to. So that's really where I found my passion for it. Yeah. So as we uh, have seen over the, the last year, there have been a, a number of uh, technology companies uh, expanding in San Antonio. Um, they, the, these get announced in the press. So we have Hulu is, is opening up here. How does a, like a city economic development department work with new folks moving to town or maybe USAA here downtown is expanding and, and growing their footprint, hiring more technology folks in San Antonio? How does that tie into your workforce development group or into the economic development department overall? So in the economic development department, uh, there's really four main divisions with the city. Um, there's the industry division. There's the business, which includes business retention and expansion. Um, there's the small business unit. There's the international, which work with our sister cities and, and work with the foreign delegations, and then the workforce division. So when you're looking at companies and, and looking at attracting companies, helping companies grow, that's what our industry division uh, does, um, working with the Economic Development Foundation uh, in, in Bear County, we, we can provide different incentive packages uh, to help grow the industries that, that are important to the community. Uh, when you talk to any business, workforce development is something that, that always comes up. So if a business is looking to move here or they're looking, a business who's already here looking to expand, workforce is, is always part of that discussion because if they don't have assurances that the workforce is going to be there, um, then they're not going to really know how well that expansion is going to be. So yeah. they Recruiting need and relocation is expensive and hard. Absolutely. So... Um, you know, they do all their due diligence to make sure, hey, is this going to is San Antonio going to be the best place for us? And, and none of those discussions happen without a discussion on workforce, because that's the key resource of a business is, is the skill set of, of those who are working to actually get the job done. So uh, in order to recruit a Hulu or, or any of these projects, um, we have to know that we have uh, the workforce that they need. So. Uh, we work with uh, different groups, and we work with Workforce Solutions Alamo, um, with SA Works to put together the data. And what we're really trying to do is enhance that data uh, so we can make a better case for San Antonio. What you'll find, a lot of this data, anybody can pull uh, employment data or labor market information from the Department of Labor. It's often very general. Uh, so what we're trying to do is really get a uh, lot more sophisticated in, in our ability to to determine at a one-on-one -on -one level you know what training programs do we have what's um, the number of students that we have going through the pipeline what do we have currently so to do that that's that's how we're connecting all these different agencies together so we know how many people are going through at, at different levels of preparation for a particular job so we can give a pretty clear case to a business uh, that the talent pool that we have currently and the future talent pool that we're trying to prepare yeah. So you've been listening to Cyber Talk Radio on 1200 WAI. Uh, 
I'm joined this week by David Meadows from the City of San Antonio Economic Development Department. Uh, we've been talking about workforce development and where and uh, how that goes, what opportunities there are for you here in San Antonio um, as an individual uh, to learn and grow and expand your career, and then as a prospective uh, employer, um, what are we doing as a, a city and a, a region uh, to make this an attractive place for you to come grow and expand? Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a, a quick break here at the bottom of the hour for a news, traffic, and weather update. Uh, and then I will be back with David, maybe where we can lay out the uh, case for San Antonio, talk about where's the city at now, uh, where do we see it going over the next uh, 10 to 20 years, uh, and why would you want to consider um, opening up an office or continuing to grow here uh, versus uh, some of the other cities uh, out there that could be choices or options for you uh, across America. So. Uh, if you just joined uh, on the radio and you wanted to hear this in full, we will post this up online Tuesday, February 27th. Uh, it'll be available on uh, your iTunes podcast, uh, Pocket Cast for Android, or uh, on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. We will be right back. Welcome back to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week by David Meadows from the city of San Antonio, the economic development department where he is the workforce development manager. Uh, in the first half of the program, if you're just joining us now, we uh, talked uh, all about uh, the workforce development department, uh, how workforce development works, and kind of some, some of the different things going on in San Antonio. Uh, you'll be able to listen to a rebroadcast and replay of this uh, online on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com, as well as uh, iTunes podcasts or Pocket Cast. Uh, you can also follow the program on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, if you look for CyberTalk Radio there, you will uh, find us and can uh, track along. Uh, we post up each episode uh, Tuesday morning um, after we uh, air on Saturday night. If you are listening to us on a podcast or one of those replays right now, thank you for being part of the audience. Uh, you can reach out to us. Uh, comments, feedback appreciated. Uh, we want to make sure that we're providing you uh, good content that's valuable. And if uh, you have questions uh, about any of the topics that we are talking about and covering, uh, we're happy to provide those that additional information uh, online there uh, and to help you uh, get involved and uh, maybe become uh, one of these next people in the cybersecurity industry. David, again, thanks for joining us this week. And uh, we had hinted before the uh, break there at the bottom of the hour, this uh, half, we may talk about kind of where is San Antonio uh, headed as a, a city. Um, and I think it'll be a good one for uh, our audience to listen to and, and think about um, when we, we talk about growth as a city and these kind of just it's really big numbers um, in, in a way. Yeah, absolutely. As we project forward, you know, the city has been involved with the SA Tomorrow plan and its projection is a little over a million people by the year 2040. Um, so that's that's, that's, that's a, a million more people. In addition to what we already have, yeah, a million additional people. And that's in the city limits, right? That's not Bear County adding a million people. Yeah, so so it's here in the city, and yeah. and, and, and with that, that that includes where are all those people going to live? How yeah. are those people going to get around town? Uh, where are they going to work? So there's a lot involved with with that many more people. 
Yeah, and some of that is folks moving here. Uh, but San Antonio, we're also just growing organically as a population. These are the things businesses love to have is organic growth, where your your existing customers uh, do more with you. And so we have families here in San Antonio, and those families are growing. Uh, we have folks moving in, and, and we have a net positive migration to the the city as well. So as, as those um, activities are happening there from a population perspective, um, and we've got to have job creation at a level that sustains a, a good labor force participation rate. And um, I do some reading on this stuff, and it, it se seems like right now we're getting on a roughly 50,000 people a year into the area. Um, and we've last year, it sounds like somewhere in the 33 to 35,000 net new jobs in the San Antonio area. Yeah, and, and with all that growth, with the people moving in and with, with the job creation, we've maintained a low unemployment rate, um, yeah. well under 4% uh, for quite a while, which means that we, we've had jobs for people moving in. But as we continue to look at the scale, and, and at the same time, over that uh, 10, 15 year time horizon, not only do we have that growth, we also have the technology changes, and we have... Um, we, we can project what the population is going to be, but we can't project exactly what the economy is going to be. We can't project exactly what the skill sets are going to be in the future. Uh, so that's something that every community has to look at. You know, what are their jobs now and, and where is the economy moving? What do we have to be prepared for? But yeah, we have this massive growth on top of that as a really big challenge. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We were talking uh, off the air during the, the bottom of the hour break uh, about um, the moving from the agricultural economy where uh, if you go back only a couple hundred years, 95% of us worked on food so and farming so that we could feed ourselves. And then you went through to the Industrial Revolution where 95% of the people were working on making stuff for us. And now you're, I think, moving forward into this next phase of the economy that's going to be around data and using that data to do things to improve our lives. So whether it's healthcare, whether it's cybersecurity to protect all of that data, whether it's um, all of the other areas in there of things I can't even think about, and, and David can't yet either, but we can train people to, uh, from a workforce development perspective, to be able to participate in this data and information-based economy that we have uh, that looks like it's going to be kind of our next hundred years. Yeah, and it's going to be a skill set that, that's going to be applicable to really any industry. Uh, and as you look at... Um you know, moving from an agricultural-based economy to, to a more service-based economy, you know, those changes in the past created a lot of disruption. And, and the difference today is just the rate of change. You know, before, it take a, a generation for that change. And now, we can have just as much change just in a five-year period. Uh, and, and part of that challenge is, is understanding where we're going and, and how do we keep up. Uh, but also, you know, we talked earlier in, in the segment about uh, in the high schools, making sure they're aware of the career pathways so they get exposure to cybersecurity and, and these other things. But part of it as well is their parents. Um, their parents have a say at what direction they go, maybe some more than others, but, but sometimes you can convince the kids and they, they see what's coming because they're digital natives, they grew with technology, so they may be more apt to understand what the changes might be. Uh, but if their parents aren't as aware, um, that's also uh, where we need to get the information out um, is, is the parents as well, not just the children, because things are, are changing. And as we look at, you know, what's the traditional way we get our education, you know, you, you go to high school, um, you know, well, you go to, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, you go into college, 
Um, and then you get all the education you need for your career. So it used to be that you follow that path, you got your college degree, that college degree provided you a skill set that you could leverage to provide for your family for 20, 25 years. The reality is I go to college today and, and the benefit that gives me an individual uh, does not last 20 years the way it used to. It lasts five years or even less. So um, just the notion of how we get our education is going to change dramatically. And, and part of the thing, thing we're really focused on is, is lifelong learning. Because if you're going to be successful, um, you can ask today, you know, what skills, you know, I, I have a young kid in, in grade school. What, what direction should I, should I guide them to make sure that, that they'll have a great opportunity? And the answer is we don't know. We don't know what skill set they're going to need uh, because by the time they're in their 20s and they're getting their first jobs and they move into a career, the economy is going to look very different. And we don't know what that is. Uh, what we do know is because of the rate of change, people are going to have to really get used to learning new skills. And the skills that they learn uh, the shelf life of that is going to decrease. So that's, that's what we need to help people understand. And then when you have that giant growth on top of it, uh, we're definitely faced with a lot of challenges, but, but I think we have a, a lot of forward thinking people in San Antonio, um, working with a, a lot of different programs with a lot of different agencies. Uh, there's a real cooperation and, and a mindfulness of the need to work together. Um, the difficulty comes in, uh, we, we have resources locally, we have resources from the state, we have resources from the federal government in job training program. But all of these programs, when they come from the federal government or when they come from the state, they all come with certain parameters. Uh, and so that's where you do run into some challenges because these funding streams come with certain strings attached, uh, grants are offered, um, but they can only be used in a certain way. And that's what we try to do at the city. Um, the city uses some general fund dollars to put into programs. And what we really wanna do is, is make sure we are maximizing the use of the federal and the state dollars. But because of the funding limits, we wanna layer on uh, our local funding on top of that to kind of fill in the gap, uh, which creates that, that basis for services from multiple programs to, to provide that flexibility. And with that need for lifelong learning, the reality is someone could be going through a program, but they still have bills. They still have uh, children that they need to take care of. And sometimes uh, they lose the contact. Um, they, that might be why they stop going to college or, or they lose contact with one of these agencies. But what we want to do along the way is make it, you know, we, we understand the reality of you have bills and you have to go do this job. It's not necessarily a job that's going to move you along in a career path, but it does pay the bills, so it's a necessity. Um, so at whatever point you're ready to continue that education, we want to make sure that, that those pathways are clear. Yeah. So uh, from a, a city perspective, uh, when you talk about budgeting and dollars, I mean, are, are we spending giant piles of money on workforce development, economic development? I mean, it doesn't, it sounds like that from a uh, city perspective, there's a lot of benefit out of all of this, but it doesn't, uh, I don't believe we're spending very much money on it at all in the grand scheme of things. Not in the grand scheme of things. Um, so every two years we go through uh, a funding process called consolidated funding. It's, it's, it's one a large RFP where the city funds a lot of uh, social services uh, and safety net programs. Uh, most of those programs are managed by the Department of Human Services. So those in the workforce space are, are managed by the Economic Development Department. Uh, so we have about uh, $3.6 million um, that's allotted to workforce development programs. That includes Project Quest. It includes Goodwill. It includes Chrysalis Ministries, which focuses on um, those um, ex-offenders, uh, which is a particular barrier to employment. 
Uh, it funds a program out of San Antonio College, Seguir Adelante. Uh, it funds uh, Each One Teach One, which focuses on literacy. Um, so if you look at you know, $3.6 million, um, that's not nothing. No. But you know, Workforce Solutions Alamo, uh, they're, they're the agency that receives the, the large uh, budget from the federal government, from the Department of Labor. Their budget is around $77 million. Uh, so what the city does in relation to you know federal spending uh, is really small so that's why it's really important that that we maximize these programs and really work together so that we can use the city funds to really fill in the gaps of what what the the state and the federal funding um, doesn't do and, and what we're trying to do with that funding uh, traditionally uh, we've really funded the different agencies to work in their space and then it's the the visual that we we've used is the kind of sprint in their lane so we have an agency who works on literacy um, and they can help somebody uh, increase their literacy prepare for their high school equivalency that agency doesn't necessarily do job placement and we don't want to ask them to do job placement because it's not what we what they do so we want the agencies to do what they do really well but then the key is rather than them just being done after they help someone get their high school equivalency is make sure they pass them on to another agency who provides that occupational training or that work experience. So we have a real network of agencies that can take somebody wherever they're at uh, and put them on a pathway uh, into these important growth industries uh, where we know uh, that there's gonna be good jobs. And that's why we focus on industries like cybersecurity, uh, like healthcare, um, advanced manufacturing, because we know that that's where good jobs are gonna be. Uh, they're jobs where people are able to support their families, and that's why we wanna encourage the growth of those type of jobs that, that can provide um, a salary that someone can really be self-sufficient. Yeah, so if if I was uh, running a cybersecurity firm, and I don't have to pr pretend very much for this one, because uh, <laughs> that is my day job, but if I was running one and I, I was thinking about uh, where do I open my next office or, or where do I decide to start a cybersecurity company, uh, go ahead and make the case for our audience on the why San Antonio. So in San Antonio, if you want to open up cybersecurity, we have great training programs. As you look at some of the other areas where you have an accumulation of, of cybersecurity companies, you're looking at Washington, D.C. Uh, if you look at the cost of living between Washington, D.C. and San Antonio, uh, there's a huge difference. And, and that's what I think can really set uh, San Antonio apart. Um, is we have the cost of living and we have the infrastructure in place and we have the development of, uh, of a workforce that, that can compete uh, with the programs that we have. Uh, so we're looking to expand that. And what we really want to do as well is uh, beyond the, the occupational training that we can provide is what we really want to focus on is, is meeting the needs of, of, of businesses now and in the future. So that's what we really want to be able to sell of, of why you want to open a cybersecurity company in San Antonio is uh, we're doing uh, what we can to fill your need now with those programs that develop those skills that you're looking for right now. Uh, but because of the growth, we want to make sure that we're developing uh, a real pathway. Um, so if you look at somebody who, who doesn't have the education yet, um, they can't necessarily just jump into occupational training and develop those skills within a year. We want to look at that larger horizon as well, because what we want to avoid is 
uh, yeah, we can fill your need now, but next year when you have some turnover and you're looking to expand, we don't have it. So we want to make sure we're filling that need today. And then in the future, we're building that, that long-term pathway. So we're tapping into the talent wherever it exists in the community, whether it's through the high schools, whether it's adults who want to change industries or increase their skill set, that we're tapping into the population that is growing. Uh, we have a lot of talented people here, and we want to connect not just your immediate needs, but your future needs as well. Yeah. So it, from a, a talent perspective, as I, I look at jobs, I think in the cybersecurity world, we're second in number of cybersecurity personnel um, in San Antonio behind that Washington, D.C. metro. And that metro is quite a bit bigger than we are, too. So I still haven't I've been asking around and this is we have all this data out there, but sometimes we don't have the, the all of the data, I'll say, is. Um, I haven't seen yet stats as like you, at least in an analysis of uh, cybersecurity talent on a kind of per capita basis or a percentage of the workforce or population. No one's sliced or diced that I've seen the numbers in that way. But I feel like we, we probably do pretty good there. And then if you look at the number of folks in training programs in the area related to the population uh, that are just learning cybersecurity skills or I know our Cyber Patriot team participation in the middle schools and high schools is um, second to none there. I mean, we we have a fewer teams than Los Angeles County, but Los Angeles County is really, really gigantic. Yeah, so when you look at that as a per capita basis, yeah. Uh, then, yeah, we're really ahead, uh, which is great because it, it's providing uh, a lot of opportunity to uh, understand that, that this is a growing opportunity here in San Antonio, um, and it's something that's going to continue to grow, and we need to keep uh, feeding people into it. Yeah. So, uh, so you've got the, the talent here. We've got the education system. You have the folks coming out of middle school and high school with Cyber Patriot skills for entry-level jobs. They'll have some certifications probably through some of the Alamo Academies programs as they, they do that uh, down there. They Moving into Project Quest, maybe with the Open Cloud Academy and the cybersecurity there for filling um, mid-level or uh, for adults that are going to go look to reskill their careers. And then we have the various university programs here where you have um, computer science and cybersecurity degree programs now, um, even masters of cybersecurity programs at a number of the universities in the area. So it feels like top to bottom, San Antonio has a holistic talent pipeline for the cybersecurity industry built up. And now it's just how do we nurture and, and grow that over time? If you look at, at other cities out there that people are considering uh, opening or running a cybersecurity business in, do you see others that are also doing a, a good job like that, kind of top to bottom, or um, are we really kind of differentiated ahead of the pack there right now? I think communities across the country are are seeing the same things that we are, and they're trying to face those same challenges of, of using workforce development as an economic development strategy. Uh, and top to bottom, create the career pathways and alignment in, in particular sectors. So uh, as I've looked across the country, you see, you know, pretty much everybody is asking the same questions. So what those solutions are, uh, I think we're really taking a deeper dive than a lot of communities. Um, so we're asking the same questions. Um, you mentioned earlier, you know, looking at slicing, dicing the data. What we want to do is, is get, get really sophisticated. Uh, the technology exists, so we want to maximize that technology to help us understand the data uh, and really look at things. I mentioned earlier, you look at government data um, and you look at where that data comes from. Some of it's survey-based, some of it's projection. Uh, we want to get really good and really smart about uh, how many jobs are there in cybersecurity. What is the skill gap? How many 
are currently needed by business that's maybe not filled and what are their projections going forward and that's what we're working with SAWorks to help us determine. Uh, and then it's understanding the population of you know all these programs what's the capacity of all those programs how how many can they realistically produce uh, on an annual basis um, but without projections really looking at what are they doing at an individual level to help people move along and, and as we look at that we'll understand uh, if you take any, indivi any individual, and this is really the vision of what we want to work towards, we look at any individual, what their experience and opportunity is, whether they have experience in cybersecurity or not, we can look at what they are and say, okay, so for this person with this background, with this education, it would take them, if they're interested in going the route and they have the aptitude, it'll take them about this many years to get there. Uh, so when we, we look at, it, at that, that's where we can get better projections of where we're going to be uh, in the future. Um, so as we look at what we're doing in San Antonio, I think what does set us apart with other communities is, is how we work together, um, but really doing the hard work of realizing the limits of funding streams and um, really looking at things at a granular level. Yeah, and I, I think being here now in San Antonio for almost 15 years, um, I appreciate the level of cooperation we get uh, between the various uh, agencies uh, that are both uh, government and uh, the nonprofit sector and the for-profit uh, industry to all kind of collaborate and work together for the one common goal and growth of San Antonio as a city um, because I think folks have that rising tide lifts all boats kind of perspective and mindset here some of that maybe helps geographically where where bear county and the city of san antonio uh, seem to overlap much better than uh, many of the cities and counties uh, in other areas across the country uh, so uh, i like that alignment and then uh, the state of texas even san antonio austin houston dallas those metros are, are different from each other um, but there's also just a, a kind of core set of similarities that all of them are growing um, on a population perspective, all of them are growing on a jobs perspective. Um, and so the state can set policies just to foster that growth across the board. They don't have to think, oh, well, one of these cities isn't growing. Maybe we need to put some policies in that help the one that's that's shrinking or having real big problems. Uh, so with that kind of statewide alignment, even up at, at that level uh, from a, a macro view, it looks like a, a strong future ahead for the state of Texas. Yeah, absolutely. In Texas, um uh, there's the strong businesses throughout Texas, um, and and we want to take advantage of what the state provides. And then as we look at San Antonio, um, San Antonio has a lot to offer, uh, which which has its own unique culture. And and I really think even among Texas cities, that's what San Antonio does right is, is works together uh, the different agencies. There's an understanding that not everybody is everything to all people. Uh, so you have to leverage uh, the, the abilities of the different agencies. And, and I think there's also an understanding that if I run an agency and I, and I do occupational training or I do something, there's enough work to go around. I don't have to compete with the other agencies who may even do similar work. Because of the growth that, that we have and the growth we know that we're going to see, there's a general understanding that it's not just about competing for dollars. There's enough work to go around for everybody. And so um, that's a real benefit that I see here in San Antonio. Yeah, no, I mean, with the unemployment rate below 4%, I mean, there's economists, if, or if you went to school for economics, you would say that 4% is full employment. That maybe now, because you, we have 
this visibility at the workforce development level and the cooperation with the employers that the time between jobs is going to be lessened and the time that employers have jobs sitting open that are unfilled, um, structural unemployment maybe isn't 4% anymore. Maybe now it's going to be down to 2% over time if we can make this whole hiring and, and talent pipeline um, better and more efficient uh, with technology, with data, with the analysis that I think we can do uh, going forward. Absolutely. And and actually, we've been under 4% unemployment uh, for quite a while. And actually, just a few months ago, we had a record low unemployment rate uh, below 3%. I, be- I believe it was 2.7, okay. which, which is well below. Yeah, 4% is considered full employment. So, so we hit a record low. We're a bit up from that today. Uh, but as we look at that, that means there are jobs available. And that's a real opportunity for those wanting to move and progress in their career is, you know, when you have an unemployment rate uh, of 10 or 12%, um, you know, after the recession, jobs are hard to come by. That's where people really stagnated in their careers because there wasn't the opportunity to gain those skill sets. Uh, so today, that's a real opportunity with such a low un- unemployment rate, and, and it's lower than in most places in the country, that there are more jobs available than other places. So uh, from an individual perspective, there's more opportunity for me to gain different skills and move up because those jobs uh, are there. And, and that is a benefit to the future because as an individual, if, if I can gain more skills because there's more plentiful jobs, I'm going to be more valuable with those more skills in the future, and then it, it builds on each other. Yeah, I think as, as the labor market gets to full employment, you see uh, companies investing in uh, training programs and development programs themselves uh, much more as well, where they'll hire folks with um, attitude and aptitude, or like we see in the cybersecurity world a lot right now, there's many jobs out there where people are asking for a year, two, three, five years of experience. If you can go figure out how to get yourself 90 days of experience and go apply for those jobs that ask for one, two, or three years, go get an internship for 90 days, and then go start applying for some of those, and you're going to find out your phone's actually going to ring. So don't be frightened away in some of these areas, especially in cybersecurity. If you want to learn, go get the certifications, get the skills, go get even an internship for 90 days. Um, their door is going to open up for you in 2018 and 2019 to be uh, in and really progressing uh, in a career in that area. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining us on CyberTalk Radio this week, David. We could continue on this topic for many more hours. And if you wanted to join us in the continued discussion, follow us online uh, on Twitter or Facebook at CyberTalk Radio.